Hi everybody, it's Jukebox, and you're listening to the Maritime Milson Podcast, brought to you by Rat for Canada, Tier 1 Scenarios, Jester's Tactical Sports Centre, and Unanistan 3D Print and Cut. This week, the fellows read what the fans said their favourite scenario type was, and discuss the difference between mods and custom paintball gear. Alright everyone, welcome to episode 31 of the Maritime Milson Podcast. You've got myself, Hooligan, uh, friend and teammate, Guardian. Hey. Oh, look at that, he was on time. It was on time with that one. Uh, we got uh, owner-operator, Jester's Tactical Sports Center. Jester. The O is for operator. Sorry, I had to think about that one for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So uh, to for for tonight's or this week's episode, uh, we thought we'd toss out uh, a question out to everyone out there on out in the social media world. And by the social media world, I mean Facebook, because we don't have Twitter yet. We should get on that. We should get a Twitter. We, should, we need a tweeter. <laughs> uh, so we tossed it out and said, "What's your asking people what your favorite scenario type was? Uh, you know, looking for examples from past events and, you know, what was your favorite event and all that stuff. And we got a decent number of replies. It was a good amount. Um oh. What? How many? How, oh, I gotta count them? Okay, hold on. But you said decent, so what's decent? Decent yeah. is more than, like, Raza. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Raza's decent. Let's, let's, uh. No, sorry, Raza. Raza. No Raza's were hurt in the uh, making of this <laughs> Raza, podcast. Raza's more than decent. Raza's a solid guy. Uh, but Raza also likes things within seconds of me posting them. Which so, there's absolutely nothing wrong of that. There's no judgment of who has a no, life outside of... No judgment whatsoever, but, you know, I was hoping for more points of view than Raza's. Not that we don't value it, we were just looking for more. <laughs> right, we're looking for uh, for quantity and quality. Raza's got the quality, everyone else got the quantity. Well, everybody else, too, you can have quality with your quantity... We're just looking for more. We want to expand. You done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Um, well, I figure we might as well start from the top. Where is the top? Man, this is all disorganized and everything. Start at the top. Jeff Pentland. Uh, so, he outright admits, he says, I'm, ba- I'm biased. But I prefer <laughs> scenarios that are just a force on force slugfest. I like games where you need to work together to accomplish missions. These days, I think the line between scenario and big game has blurred to where people use them interchangeably, and that isn't necessarily the case. Hear that? Yeah. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Uh, he's got a point because you always hear about the scenarios. So you got uh, oh I don't know tier one scenarios, <laughs> where, right? Where they they put up the backstory and. They've got characters, backgrounds, they've got props, they've got, uh, you know, specific missions, not just go capture the flag. Which, you know, that's a scenario. There's a scenario behind that. And then you've got things like, I don't know, I can't think of the name of a big game off the top of my head. Anyways. uh, Really? (laughs) I know, right? I'm just blanked. I'm on the spot. Oh, God. There's quite a few locally that have more of a, when they're less, it seems if they're less mag-fed focused, then they just kind of do the, the big game concept where they have a lot of people show up and then they just 
split you in the two teams. You're red, you're blue, and there's no like creativity behind it. And there might be a capture the flag. There might be like a protect like a president or something if they want to get creative, but that's kind of as far as it goes. Yeah. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. It's a well advertised walk on in my opinion, and it's kinda of boring. I try to avoid them. Uh yeah, so the big games, yeah, they're basically uh well advertised, well organized uh events, not necessarily scenarios. So that's for sure. So uh but like Jeff is a little biased. I mean, you know, the whole uh, scenario planning that he does. Right. Uh, so next guy, uh, Adam Newts. Newts. Adam, Adam Newts Newton says, I've attended a few of the disavowed games included were both Under Siege and Black Sight that were held inside the Debert Diefen Bunker. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what the Diefen Bunker is, it's, uh, well, one, it's a guy, and... <laughs> It's uh, the name that was given to the bunkers built for the uh, Canadian government, Canadian military, during the Cold War. These things are scattered all over the place in the most random of places. Uh, there's one in Truro, but if you didn't know where it was, you'd drive right past it. I guess that's kind of the point. And uh, they're cool. They're five, six stories down, uh, and uh, they managed to get to get a paintball game in them a few times. And, Unfortunately, I had no way of getting there. It was but. very cool. You missed it. Yeah, I know. And we're I'm never doing it again because the cleanup <laughs> is insane. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Adam finishes up saying, I'd have to say that their CQC games were definitely more interesting and he'd like to see more CQC out there. And as would I, which is why I'm looking forward to the uh, the Kill House being built at uh JTSC. When is that going to be? Me built? too. <laughs> <laughs> when is that going to be built? We are on phase two of the construction starting tomorrow. Oh, cool. Hey. So what's phase one? We passed that. Yeah, what was it? <laughs> it was the first phase. <sighs> gotcha, okay. Oh, hold on. We got a late... Uh, we got a late addition to... Uh, oh, a late bloomer. <laughs> He's going to come in very loud. I can hear it now. Dun, 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 dun. Hi, my name's Nightmare. Welcome to the Maritime Milson Podcast. Today with me, I have my uh, associates, uh, Guardian, Hooligan, and Jester. Jingle, jingle. <laughs> now? Right, so... Now, now. Oh, for the love of God. Welcome to episode 31. Hey, Hooligan's going to take I, over now. I heard a certain hooligan was picking on a certain jester, and I'm not going to stand for that. Well, when was I picking on a certain jester? I don't know. A certain jester was whispering in my ear before oh, I came on. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, carrying on, totally uninterrupted, because, you know, he's not worth the attention. Not at all. Uh, moving on to Blake Thompson, who mentioned uh, the MagFed Uprising event. Platoon leader was on 18-hour straight MagFed only game. Starting That's at 9 p.m., going till 3 p.m. the next day, included awesome night battles, a terrifying knife-only time, Ooh. and a true milsim attitude, with over 40 volunteers playing the roles of civilians, 24 separate mission objectives, necklace bombs, IEDs, trucks, <laughs> trucks, tanks, and some of the most dedicated Magfred players from around the United States and Canada. We need to get these guys some recruitment papers or something, if that's what they're into. 
Yeah. Do I get a job for that? (laughs) (laughs) So that sounds like an incredibly badass event. I'm not sure how you'd work necklace bombs into it. Is that literally what I think it is? Is that just like a necklace bomb? Is it just a bomb around somebody's neck? Have you ever seen The Running Man? (gasps) No. What? How old are you? (laughs) Wait, no, that's the one with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I've probably seen it. You've never seen The Running Man? No, I probably have, but I've seen a lot of movies. So, Nightmare, Guardian, we'll take over now. Nope. (laughs) Alright, I'm down. Nope. Yeah. Hashtag hijacked. (laughs) <laughs> oh, hashtags. Hashtag too many hashtags. Hired. Hooligan. <laughs> hashtag slap him with the truth. <laughs> slap him with the truth. <laughs> uh, moving on. Raza. Uh, Raza says, I haven't been to any large scenarios yet other than the small one we hosted, which was uh, V-Day 2014-2015. He doesn't mention who we is, but I'm assuming it's uh, the field he plays at in Ontario. Which I can't remember the name of. General Splatters. General uh, Yeah. Uh, however, Sergeant I will be splatters? going to... No, it's a different one. It's different, okay. Yeah, there's Sergeant Splatters and then there's General Splatters. Correct me if and I'm wrong, Raza, but I think that's what it is. Um, it says, however, I'll be going to Operation Honey Badger 4 this year, which is on July 18th, as well as Keep Calm and Carry On Scenarios Disavowed in September. Supper stocked for those games. I didn't misread that. He spelled supper. So we're going to run with Nice. But for game types, he says, I prefer large game setups with lots or small, medium-sized goals to achieve the big main goal. Having everyone say 100 people at minimum rushing one goal might be fun for some, but I prefer seeing and experiencing lots of skirmishes. So he likes missions within scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. Scenario is your overall story, and then your missions is what builds up within that. Kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, right? You have your your background story, mm-hmm. and then you've got your missions that build up left or right of the story, and dictate what happens next. Yeah, I think and he'll be very satisfied with the uh, disavowed event when he comes down. Definitely, oh, man. such oh, it's gonna be good. Definitely, that was uh, that was you can't top it. Well, you not in the Maritimes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's one of those events yet. where you yet. want to have as much paint as possible. It can't be topped yet. We're going to keep... Yet. Yet, eh? The challenges of their brothers. Right. Challenge accepted! So, <laughs> um, but I totally get what the guy means by the fact of having 100 people or more uh, rush a single objective just turns into splitting the field in half and throwing yeah. paint at each other. Yeah, absolutely. Which, eh. You know. And you get the... Heavy firing players who may or may not have tubs of paint located at the top of their marker, and they're firing like a case in that one match. Yep, it's a lot. <laughs> yep. Well, it's just like any real battle is you, the nutrition uh, value battle of attrition. So all those people with the big guns, they fired off all excited, and everybody just stays down. And then when they're out of ammo, you just pop up and walk your way through. True. Mow them down, and that's. That goes for all milsim, you know. You wait for those heavy gunners to get all excited and blow their. Unfortunately, box. with the size of pod packs <laughs> and pod vests nowadays, some of them are carrying like upwards of like two cases on them. It's just absurd. Yeah, so it's much. a little outrageous. It's. Uh... Yeah, so mind I'm, like, you. I'm like picking an app behind a bunker, waiting for them to run out of ammo. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I've, and it never I've happens. played both roles, right? I've played the mag-fed role of, uh, you know, having limited ammo, running the mag-fed marker, but I've also run the speedball gun, and I can tell you that uh, 90% of the time, if you show up with a speedball gun and you're going up against people who, even if they're running something like a Tipman A5 or an X7, and uh, they're not able to keep up the rate of fire with you, half the time they'll hide behind the bunker in such a way that they have no idea what's going on, and I'm not even firing that much paint. I, I'm firing a, a couple of balls per second, three or four balls per second at their bunker, and they stay down until I'm on top of them and I can tag them out, or uh, yeah. I come around left, right, or so, yeah. Well, that's the same thing with all milsim. Is just because they're shooting at you, you have to take a breath and say, okay, is this effective enemy fire? Is it actually coming in within striking distance of me, or is it just a large volume and they're trying to go by uh, volume by accuracy or accuracy by volume rather? So is it affecting me? No, then I'm going to push forward a little bit and I'm going to take those inches. And that's that's where you have to practice and get your awareness of the situation of mm-hmm. is this effective enemy fire or is this just noise coming at me? Yeah, I've hidden behind many bunkers and just noticed after a few seconds that they're still shooting, yet I know I'm not exposed anywhere. Yeah, and, they're just... and then you look for your little opportunity to either poke out or come... Uh, sneak to another side bunker and distract them. My or if favorite you're hooligan, trick. pull out your phone and start Instagramming or some something weird. <laughs> I might so. do that next time. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag getting bunkered. I'll just poke the phone up over the bunker and just snap an Instagram while in the middle of a firefight. I'm doing that next time. I'm going to keep that in mind. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking disavowed. <laughs> okay, let's do it. I've got a spare phone. Uh, I, I'll do that. I'm willing to risk the phone. <laughs> risk it, gotta risk it for the biscuit, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, carrying on. Brandon Greenwood says, uh, Synergy Paintball Events Fight for Asylum 4 was awesome this year. It was Star Wars themed and had over 800 players. Nice. That's crazy, right? Best part, you, the best part was you could earn to play with a lightsaber if you got a lot of barrel tags, which led to some pretty cool fights in the field where players would stop fighting to watch them have sword fights. Nice. That's oh, I know somebody who would love to be there for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd be that guy, though, watching a sword fight and just shooting him. I wouldn't... Yeah, but then our friend, our mutual friend DeSosa would just come running across the field swinging his sword to jump into it. <laughs> it's true. And that guy trains. He actually... Trains with his sword, eh? He does. Yeah. He, he belongs to... Uh, I can't remember the name of the group, but they legitimately practice medieval warfare. It's uh, it's on the same level as uh, martial arts. That's crazy. It's pretty intense. The guy actually wields a sword, and when he does it, he doesn't look like an idiot. It's uh, it's pretty intense. As opposed to the rest of us, because you give us a sword, and we'd be like, eh. Right? We're just swinging it away, and he's actually... Like a wand or something. So, so George Clark. <laughs> uh, ah, George. You know George? Who doesn't know George? Exactly. <laughs> So, George pipes up, he says, I really enjoy playing with a mix of players who have different play styles. I'm exclusively Megfed and Pump, but I like meeting and learning from all sorts of players. Now, there you go, that's a way to say it. He digs the limited ammo, but he's not gonna, he's not gonna no, he's not stay not away from the game for, you know, because there's a speedball there. there. It's uh, all splatter. What? What? He doesn't know. I don't know. So, uh, <laughs> Forge Tech 
I had to post oh, this twice guy? in order to get Forge to actually pipe up. He says, I don't know about type. He says, I think the more real it is, the more fun I have. I love to see awesome props and have a great storyline. But the maker of the game is how it is run. Prior proper planning prevents piss-poor performance. Whoa. My two cents. <laughs> wow. Way to throw an army term in there. Um, and Nigel Kwan says, the Nigel. operation... F- the opposition force type of scenario was really unique. I enjoyed being the teammate of everyone that showed up to a battle of faceless enemy that day. Raid the River at JTSC was a game I won't soon forget. Ah. Atta boy. That's great for you, people. Let's round of applause. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like somebody's sucking up over here. <laughs> hey, truth is the truth, hashtag. <laughs> oh, and... Uh, 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 excuse me, it's hashtag truth is the truth. Come on, no, now. I call it you hashtag. <laughs> oh, oh call it me hashtag. Okay. You're now hashtag. If it wasn't Nightmare, I'd totally take hashtag in a second. No doubt, eh? That's what you can call the little one when they start playing. Oh, man. <laughs> hashtag Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's great. We have to remember that. We have to joke about that every episode until, for what, 10 11 years from now? That'll be your uh, Splatmaster division of MSOB. We'll just call it the hashtags. The yeah, hashtags, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually, that's what we'll call the ones at Jester's, too, because we're starting ours uh, in the fall. The hashtags. The hashtags. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. That's great. <laughs> All right. Oh. Suddenly, I, I have the urge to drop a hashtag every episode from here on in. Oh, God, don't. Oh, man, it's happening. I will, because Hooligan said not to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you would have said, yeah, it was okay, I would have been like, stupid idea. So, guys, what, what I really don't happen. want you to do is, uh, you know, la, 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 we're not responsibly. Listening. No, I don't know. Anyways, last person. Oh, you're going to last... show up on time. <laughs> <laughs> last, uh. last person on the list. Last but definitely not least. Uh, David Justin, also known as uh, Reaper. Just you wrote, soon. He wrote uh, Lawrence Wright. That's all he wrote. I think he wanted Lawrence Wright to, to post something. <laughs> Lawrence failed us. Yeah. You had one job, Lawrence. You had one job. Oh, man. So I skipped Guardians because Guardian posted on it. You know. Oh, it's fun to do that. I knew I commented on it. That is hurtful. Because I don't remember what I said. Okay, so I'll read Guardians because he doesn't remember what he said. He said, For me, the Disavowed series from Keep Calm and Carry On scenarios are amazing. The use of cool props that tie in well with the story and the use of characters playing roles really helps sell the experience. Does that ring a bell? It, it sounds a little more professional than me, but yeah. No, it's Guardian, unless you hired somebody to write it for you. He probably he hired somebody. There's even punctuation. Nice. I know, right? It's, it's, it's well... That was autocorrect. <laughs> I was going to say autocorrect at its best. <laughs> so, um, Nightmare, you didn't comment. Was, was, was I supposed to comment on something? Well, not really. Okay. Um, I, I had no instruction via Facebook chat. To... You weren't supposed to comment. Well, if you had kept up to date on the Facebook chat instead of things like, I don't know, working and hanging out with family. <laughs> I know, right? Priorities. <laughs> you got to flip them around or something. Exactly. So, your uh, your favorite too much time on the tube. I'm sorry. Type of scenario. Favorite type. Oh, of is scenario. that all that was posted? Yeah, it was. No, fine, <laughs> fine. 
Jester decided <laughs> to pop in at the last minute, just now. It just says the Battle of Hoth. <laughs> you know what? If only there was a way to see what that game was like. And it, it almost only, experience it. If only you could go on some sort of tube, like you could go on a tube <laughs> to see this thing hosted by Nightmare. You mean I could broadcast like, myself? YouTube, Nightmare's <laughs> channel. <laughs> oh, man. I have to admit, that was a cool event. That, that was, like, top-notch. Yeah. Sometimes I still feel bad about dropping that door on Buddy's marker, but... Uh... <laughs> hey, you do not know pain until you literally watch your objective roll away. <laughs> I know. It was heart funny. Broke. If, you could, you could, if you slow down that video, you could see the precise moment when my heart shattered. Right here. <laughs> and then it was a bunch of obscenities. Yeah. Yeah. I like that event because it was our first one at the field that we got to host this year at the new location. And it was a chance for all four of us to actually get together for the first time. Yeah, I got to make friends. Oh, and it feels again. I know, eh? And to me, that was like. It was pretty cool because my family got to start hosting people at our new facility and and the event. Yeah, I snowblowed for like two weeks beforehand, and the field kept getting smaller and smaller and whatnot because of the snow. But in all honesty, it just I was a bundle of nerves, and I was like, people showed up, they had fun, every smile and laughing, having a great time. I was like, okay, this is validating because it's cool and people are having fun, and, and we showed up. And you guys were there. We, we graced and you with our appearance. Exactly. And now you've been, I've been stuck with you guys ever since. Right. Can't get rid of us. <laughs> yeah. Like a it's like herpes. <laughs> I mean, what? I got nothing. You got nothing. So, uh, Nightmare, why don't you uh, grace us with your thoughts of your favorite type of scenario? Deeper thoughts with Nightmare. All right, children, gather around. Oh, great. And Nightmare tell you a story. And suddenly I have a restraining order. Um, I don't know. Uh, I like anything, to be honest. I Anything mag-fed only. Honestly, that's that's where I shine, dude. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, but uh, the only scenarios I've really had a good chance to play was what KeepCom Scenarios has put on. I haven't really traveled outside of the Maritimes to see what else there is. Uh, so basically, I've played Cowboys and Banditos or Disavowed, more or less. Oh, and the PEI game. But we won't speak of that. Yeah. But uh yeah, I'd say I don't I don't have enough experience outside of the maritime to say what my favorite kind of scenario would be. It wasn't until you said that that I realized who we should have brought on for this episode. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Blake Thompson. Blake. Uh, oh yeah, man. yes. Yeah. For anyone that but, doesn't know, he uh, flies pretty cheap where his uh, wife works for an airline. So he's made it out to a lot of big games in the U.S. as well as Canada. Oh, so I should get... Uh, I'm going to get a job with an airline. <laughs> I think we should. I think we should all just quit and go work for an airline. Right? <laughs> I'm told you can do it part-time and still get the benefits, so that's kind of why oh, I Don't tease do. me. <laughs> just a weekend job, well, a Saturday yeah. job. Well, I will work. And paintball on Sunday. That'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be badass. 
That'd be wicked. That Okay, so you like anything Magfed, but like yeah, you man. said, you've only really experienced mostly disavowed stuff. Pretty much, man. They're the they're the main uh, the main players out here, the main scenario group. So I mean, they almost have this place monopolized. Not complaining, because they're fun. Yeah. <laughs> if they do, if they're gonna do it, they're doing it right. Only complaint we have is do more events. Yes, quit your jobs. <laughs> Get rid of your families. And, and make this events. your job. Yes. One a month. That's all I ask. Don't One a month. My, my wallet kind of disagrees. Mine no, your wallet is wrong. <laughs> your wallet, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So, Jester, tell us what you, uh, you your favorite scenario is. Jeez, uh, that's... The favorite one I've hosted is obviously Haas because that was our first one at the new location and just it's kind of near and dear to the fields. But mm-hmm. my favorite one, um, geez, I like, see, I like that one where we did the, uh, the enemy force dug in because that like blew your guys' mind. I like a story with some twists and I like it where you have, like I said earlier, you have the overall scenario, but the day is not set in stone. It's kind of like a living document or a living uh, day because if you fail that first mission, like choose your own adventure, right? If you fail that first mission, well, what happens? Where does the story go? Does it follow that same linear path or does it drop down and follow a new tree and a new route? Those are the type of, type of scenarios I like because when you go to a spot, I've been a couple back out west where – uh, this was an airsoft one where we went out and they had the whole day structured and we failed the second objective to disarm the, the bombs or whatever. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we'll just pretend you did to get to the next mission. And we're like, well, what was the point then? Yeah. So, you know, other ones, it's like, okay, you guys failed that. Well, okay, then here's your new orders. And you're like, oh crap. Okay. Well, we took this hit and we've lost the ability to get, transport to the next spot so we're gonna have to hoof it and there might be a possibility of ambush so it was, it was just it progressed that way and to me that is that's how all scenarios should be not just this big overall picture that follows some sort of movie storyline where it, no matter what you do it's going to happen anyways but yeah your actions actually dictate what happens in the game so like when you take those 800 people and you split them down into two teams of 400 well okay we're going to say go, but there's three objectives that you have to complete as a team. And if you don't complete all three of them, well, that affects the storyline some way. Instead of just having your 400 is going against your 400 and their paint's flying everywhere, it's just going to be chaos. This one is chaos, but with a purpose. So less video game, more Dungeons and Dragons. No, video games are the same way. Like your first-person shooters, if you don't achieve that mission or objective... You just redo in the storyline, then yeah, well then you have, exactly you have to go back and redo it. The story doesn't progress forward. You got to go back to start. Okay, I see what you're saying. So instead of going back to start, well, you failed, so that window is closed for you, and now these three options are open, and you're gonna have to pick one, and they're gonna lead to something at the end of the day. It just it shows that there's more detail into it for those hosting the events, and this goes for airsoft and, and paintball as well as both of them. It's, we're talking about the events in general, is 
the organizers are putting a lot of time and effort into it, and they're just taking that little bit more to look at all the details and say, okay, if these guys or these players don't make it to this, well, this is going to happen next, and we're going to have this happen and this happen. It just shows that passion for it that draws more people to the sport, I think. A, a dynamic storyline. Yes, that's the word really I'm looking for. for. And yeah. a, a constantly evolving one. So we're playing. Yeah, an interactive, yeah. dynamic, revolving storyline. Yeah. Evolving, sorry. That's you sound word. like you're selling a video game. <laughs> you wish Shut I up. was. My money. Yeah, exactly. Just give me your money. I'll take pre orders now. <laughs> we don't even know what pre ordering for. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, just give it to me. <laughs> the, uh, the event we're planning there for the fall, we have kind of, if you achieve certain objectives, then you can be rewarded like bonuses or penalties for the other team, depending. So uh, yeah. just kind of tying in the matches that way rather than making them exclusive to each match. They actually yep. tie in without progressing. We do a, a special forces um, scenario, uh, small team building, and it helps with decisions, decision-making, and uh uh, consequences where you wake up, you and your three-person team, so the four of you, or eight depending on uh, the corporation that we're working with, uh, the corporate sponsors whatnot, you wake up either in an abandoned van or a downed aircraft, and all you have is what's in your immediate presence. So you have no idea what the scenario is or the cool. mission or situation until you start off, and then you start interacting. So it's, it is kind of like those video games like uh, The Walking Dead or whatever where you have to make those decisions on the fly yeah. or monkey island it's okay well this is what's going on and there's somebody coming towards me do i choose to shoot him or not shoot him do i choose to try to interact and we have this eight eight hour scenario and it's all based on those decisions it's pretty crazy that sounds like a ton of fun yeah i think we need to take uh, msob on a trip just yeah. drop him in the middle of nowhere go now you're playing some paintball. You don't know what's going on, but something's going to happen. You're just thrown out of a van and somebody throws a paintball mask at you. What? Here's yeah. one mech they need. You have 15 seconds to put this on. Go. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's caches of food and uh, water and ammo. And uh, we do little static bursts of uh, information over the radios. Like, So you come across a, uh, a junked car and the radio's on and you hear some old news broadcast or whatever, depending on what we're, we're doing. I probably shouldn't be saying this on the podcast because we're, you know, propriety rights or whatever. But, hey, if somebody else goes out there like, like we did with Hoth where people take their, their winter paintball and just make it better based on what they saw with ours, then that just forces us to make ours better. So, Out of so, curiosity, how many people have approached you about what you did with Hoth and was like, I want to do that? Or did anybody at all? Or did they just up and do it on their own anyway? Uh, a lot of people um, – in Atlantic Canada, just kind of did it on their own. Like when you when you look at the views of your videos on Nightmares YouTube channel, subscribe mm-hmm. now. The videos that we've seen of other places that you've been to, you see there before and then after we ha- had Hoth and how things have gone. And I'm not saying that you know they stole from us or anything. I'm by no means am I saying. That. I'm just saying that there is an influence. Like every field owner, I don't care who they are, genuinely we all look at each other's fields and we kind of see what's going on to keep ours alive. And if we don't, then we're going to go out of business. I've had people from Alberta and Manitoba see your videos on Nightmare's YouTube channel um, tell me that they were just like, wow, that was awesome. Yeah. And ask me questions like, how did you do this? How did you do that? And I said, well, I kind of lucked out. We just had a massive dumping of snow. And I said, you know, let's do something with it. 
and honestly, you couldn't have done it better because uh, like those trenches were mint, and the fact that we had to stay within those trenches made yeah. it a hundred times more fun. Absolutely, like, it's so much. It would it would have been so easy just to cut through the field, and then essentially it just would have been a square of flattened snow. But yeah, and, that, and that's what I thought it was going to be. But as soon as we got there, and you're like, okay, you have to stay in the trenches. It was like, oh man, this just changed everything. Well, it's funny you mention it because we had a guy uh, bring his teenage sons and their friends a couple weeks later, and they ran the course, and the dad got pinned. Remember, there was a far, far bunker on the right uh, as you're coming up from the Empire side, and it would just kind of ended in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And just, yeah, and he decided that he was just going to jump out and run across the snow to get into the other trench. <laughs> it did not work out very well for him. Uh, no. He got about six feet into it and just died. Um, kind of like when I played in the warmer snow with Hooligan and, and had a heart attack trying to run with that other Michael guy. To, <laughs> you remember that one? Yeah. That so, good. yeah, it, it, Hoth was a lot of fun. And getting back onto to your original statement there, Nightmare, was, yes, people have talked to me about it and said, hey, what, what did you do? How did you do this? And I said, well, basically, I just lucked out. We had a bunch of snow, and I let my... Uh, not autistic, but artistic um, passion come forth and just threw it on the field. And anybody that's organizing a scenario, like I said earlier, uh, just just write a really strong backstory. And no matter if they fail the objective or not, your story will just continue to play with you. Yeah. Another thing I found really impressive with Hoth was there were so many fields that were just looking at the snow as this big, like, downer that was impacting their business and they're putting everything on hold but you just kind of literally you know you were given lemons and you made lemonade with it so to speak so that was cool yeah it's always nice when a field actually uh you know something quote-unquote bad happens and they just go no we're gonna find a way around it yeah so very cool yeah i'm just not smart enough to come in out of the cold that's that's the only problem boys oh okay (laughs) gotcha (laughs) Yeah, because we had, we did the same thing at uh, Atlantica's Atlant- was it Atlantica Recreational Center. Yeah, Atlantica you guys went ORC. There after. Yeah, Atlantica ORC. Yeah, Outdoor yep. Recreation Center. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. Yeah, they had uh, they had planned a game, and a couple of us showed up. I think there was only like eight of us actually showed up to the game. The wind was howling. It was cold, and uh, they're like, Are you, "You still want to play?" Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> so let us on the field. And we'll figure something out. Yeah. So. It looked like you guys had a good time. We did. It was uh, it was pretty cool. After a while, like uh, hypothermia set in, so you started to feel warm. And uh, <laughs> we were like, we could still do this. We could still play. No. Um. It was a really good time. It was really really tight field because of the snow had uh, covered a lot of things that we couldn't see. Like when we first got on the field, he literally told us, "Don't jump in the snow because we're missing a few cars." Yeah. Oh yeah, that, that's a hazard right there. You gotta watch for. Right? He's like, don't jump in the snow because you might not land on soft snow. You might land on concrete or a car. You jump right through, go through the windshield. You're sitting in the driver's seat. You're like, well, that turned out well, quite I'm well. I'm out of the window. <laughs> yeah, he told me. <laughs> so uh, we avoided jumping in the snow a whole lot, but uh, you know, we still managed to play, and the field was still open. He, you know, so that was still that was really cool. Um. Getting back to our original topic. Hold on, we had a topic tonight? <laughs> we did at some point. I just showed up. I'm like, I'm going to hop on Skype and see what happens. 
It's his first time on Skype ever, and he's on a podcast. Lucky guy. Sweet. <laughs> he dialed the wrong name and just ended up in. <laughs> oh, um, my favorite scenario type is definitely uh, one that's got legitimate props and background. So I'm not a big fan of the scenario game that you go to, and it's like, okay, guys, so these are the bad guys. This is what they've done, and it's this crazy background. And they're like, your objective is that blue flag out in the middle of the field. I feel really? like I've done this before. <laughs> right? It's just like you got this thing built up in your mind, and then they just psh, shatter it. Hey, how is this worth my $50 entry free? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I did like, though, one my first big scenario. And, it, I mean, it was 100, 130 people there. So it was it was pretty big for, for what I had experienced by then. And it was at... Uh, Longreach actually did their turn Terminator scenario, and it was pretty cool because what they did is they took one person from each team, became the quote unquote Terminator, and they wrapped them in firefighters' uh, coats, like the big heavy actual fire resistant coats. Oh, nice. The bunker gear. And they could not be eliminated except for headshots. <laughs> so these guys just walked onto the field and just started, and of course. Both of them picked up speedball markers, right? Only smart thing to do. The Terminators had Gatling guns. We got speedball markers. And uh, it was intense because you saw that guy coming, and he didn't hide. He was in bright fluorescent yellow. So you saw him come from the other side of the map, and then just you could see panic set in. A lot of people were like, oh, God, what do we do? <laughs> you know, what are the odds that we're going to get a headshot on him? And that was really cool, especially when we found out that the uh, – they could take objectives that they had to carry, like if they had to carry a box or something, they'd put it on their shoulder and then keep their, their head covered so you couldn't eliminate them. Ooh. Yeah, it made for some pretty intense battles. Um, by the third one, the third year of doing the Terminator scenario, people have pretty much figured out that if everyone on the team just focuses their fire on the Terminator, <laughs> somebody will get him in the mask. <laughs> just So that was pretty fun. I had, a, I had a huge blast doing that. And then uh, the next big one was at uh, Warriors in the Woods uh, out there in Nova Scotia. And they had a tank. And I'd never played in a game that had a tank before. And that was terrifying. So they, they used that one really, really well. It was uh, it didn't play for any team. It just shot anything that moved. <laughs> oh, nice. So if you wanted to attack the, team, the enemy team, you had to plan it around the tank. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, disavowed last summer at CDA, where the Three Kings mercenaries were not really their own team, but they could play for or against your team. So basically, basically you're on the field, and all of a sudden you see this Humvee pull up, and you're like, please be on my team, please be on my team, and suddenly it just starts shooting ropes of paint. Yeah. And you're like, oh crap. <laughs> it's not on our team, boys! <laughs> and you just duck behind whatever bunker you could. That's pretty hilarious. It was good, man. Uh, uh, such a good event. And I really hope they pulled the Humvee out for Annihilation. It's actually it's, still MCD. Is it? Oh, Because that's the yeah. perfect field for it. Because because of the oval that they play with, right? Yeah. That, I that... Oh, nice. I really hope they pull it out for it. and Or at least gas it up. I think it's gas diesel. it up. 
I tell you, man, when you see an A5 with an E-trigger with a, with an intensively large hopper on it, it it's <laughs> a bit freaky. Yeah, I'd say so. You mentioned the cool saw body kit on. Oh, yeah, the saw body kit, of course, makes it. But There you go. Yeah. I'm waiting for somebody well, to set up a stationary turret, but it's just going to be like, I don't know, an X7 with uh, two or three pod caddy or like uh, yeah, paintball caddies. Just feeding into the feeder, and that's it's all it's going to be. Ooh. Well, we've got one that's got uh, two 50 cal ammo cans attached to it. Okay, I like that. That way you can just keep dumping it in. Well, again, I feel like you didn't read the write-up for our fall event on the team page. No, I probably did, but I've forgotten. <laughs> wait, 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 okay. slow yeah. down. We have a team page? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't ask you to every it. time. Oh, okay. <laughs> you have to have a patch before you get on the page. Oh, that thing that I was promised, like, months ago. Hey, man, come join my team. If you join my team, you get a cool patch. Oh, man, a patch? I'm totally down. I've got a patch. I, I got a patch. It says Alpha. That's about it. I have a, I have a tracking number for said patches now. <laughs> if I'm not the first person to get a patch out of that batch, I swear to God, Guardian, I'm going up one side of you and down the next. I don't know if that's a threat or a promise. Or a date. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna go with date, but I wasn't gonna tell him. <laughs> Surprise, Surprise date. Pretty close to giving you my own patch because I knew you were pretty upset about it. <laughs> I couldn't do that. <laughs> and I mostly wanted a clean, fresh one. If we're being honest. Oh no, no, see, I want a clean, fresh one. Only you guys have clean, fresh ones. <laughs> uh huh. We're talking about patches, right? Yeah, patches. <laughs> yes, back to patches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I think we'll move on to our second topic. What uh, was the first one again? It doesn't matter anymore. We're on the second one. So this one we didn't actually put out on a Facebook or anything like that. This one was just something that uh, came to me because I was surfing Facebook and somebody had posted asking for uh, photos of their custom mods. And their so custom now he wants kits. to move on to phase two. Huh? What? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, it was you know show pictures of your your custom your custom kits and your custom builds and whatnot. And what I started to notice was a lot of these guys that were posting uh, custom kits. It wasn't so much custom as it was, uh, you know, they bought aftermarket parts. Yeah. So aftermarket. When you say aftermarket, because you can get aftermarket parts when we talk about paintball and airsoft, internals, and triggers, barrels, and shrouds. It's like fancy shrouds. Yeah. Okay. See, because yeah. when you talk about shrouds in airsoft, we're getting it because of the way we hold it uh, for firing to attach more, ra- uh, more things onto the rails, our packs, our lasers, things like that that are more used in airsoft than they are in paintball. But when you talk about a shroud for paintball, and you're talking, say, an X7, which there's nothing wrong with, is that a mod or is that a <laughs> add-on? Exactly. So while I was going through this list and I was looking at a lot of these photos of these of custom builds and custom kits, I just started noticing that a lot of it was they added a sight or they <laughs> added an apex barrel, you know, something like that. And I was thinking, this isn't... This isn't uh, 
I don't I don't consider it custom. Yes, maybe it's specific to you and that's and there's nothing wrong with wanting to add something onto your kit that helps you play better or at least it, you know, makes your gear the way you want it. Um yeah. but you know, when somebody says custom kit, I'm expecting something I've never seen before. Or Didn't some- we already have this discussion with you? Well, again, your expectations are far too high. No, they're not. <laughs> So. Of anything, uh, Helix mags, nope. custom mods. Nope, they're not <laughs> too high. Your expectation because... is far too high, my friend. No, they're not because if uh, on the same thread, Nightmares YouTube channel <laughs> that uh, I was following, while there was a lot of uh, you know a lot of gear that was just people slapped stuff that they bought from paintball websites onto their uh, onto their markers. There's uh, one gentleman. I think I assume it's a gentleman. Name's Neil. Um, posted photos of custom-built bullpup paintball markers. That nice. He actually modified the internals and somehow crafted shells or rearranged parts of, of pre-existing paintball markers into bullpup design uh, markers, which to me, that is a custom uh, yeah. paintball gun. So See, I would so- call that a custom... Build, yeah. That, I would consider custom builds separate from a custom marker. I can go on rap4.com and build my own custom 468, and that's gonna be customized because I chose the parts that went on it, so it's customized to me. Somebody else can go out and get those exact same parts and copy my marker at that point, or I may be copying somebody else's. Right. But it's still a customized marker, and you customized it. I think that's where the gray area comes from. So, yeah. Oh, well, I think the, the original thing is that if we say custom build and just add-ons, it's like, okay, I have a Jeep. If I go out and slap on some uh, trail-rated, I've already got those on there, but if I just take those and slap those things on there and not actually have the internals for it or do the engine or do my lift kit or whatever, does that make it that Jeep then, or is it just the sticker on it? So it's the same with your, your guns. If you take your, your, your marker the airsoft or paintball and you just get that mock externals that you like and throw them on there your shroud and your sight risers does it actually make it that mod 16 or a you know like does it actually do that and that's i think what uh, nightmare is trying to prove to you hooligan yeah okay i can see it from that point of view uh like i mean if you're gonna throw money into something and especially money you worked hard to, to earn well, I think that gives, I think I uh, assuming you did. Uh, I think that gives you the right to call whatever you put that money into, even if it's just for looks, to call that custom. Yeah, exactly. It's custom to you, right? Like, uh, for example, I can say that the four six eight that I run at the field is custom to me because nobody else at that field has the exact same setup I have. So it is unique to where I play. But you know, on the other side of the world, somebody could have the exact same attachments. But see, that's still a custom build because it's not their their basic package, right? Yeah, you added something to it. Yeah. It's pro stock, just like NASCAR, right? They got their pro stock class. Yeah. And looking at the different actual, like, custom builds, adding, you know, modifications that you made yourself, you have the Jason Bodie shotgun, for anyone that hasn't seen it. Uh, oh. Slim Slim did one. It looks pretty cool. I'm currently working on one. It's going to be one of our charity prizes. But, uh, so, you know, that's a custom build. That's pretty much one of the main markers, I think, of when I think of custom items. 
but now there's a lot of companies that are building the aftermarket accessories so you can have that same look. So then it's kind of becoming mainstream and it becomes less of a custom in the sense of one of a kind, but it's still, you know, custom in the sense of it's not how you, it comes out of the box, if that makes sense. Okay. That does make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that right. makes good sense. Uh, I think my, uh, maybe, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a problem, but definitely for me, it's when I think custom, I think same way with customized cars. If I go to a car show, a custom car show, and I see somebody with a 2000 Honda Civic with a bunch of bolted on spoiler body kit and whatnot, that's, to me, that's not custom. That's, yeah. I ordered parts from a factory and bolted them onto my car. Where yeah, because you can see, put lipstick on a pig, doesn't make it a lady. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and then at the same show, I could turn around, I can see a, you know, a chopped uh, 1950s Chevy uh, truck that they've swapped the engine out and all that jazz. Yeah. Then, you know, then I look at that and go, that's custom. That's something that, that somebody has actually physically modified the original, uh, the original body of that marker. So yes, wouldn't your that be a mod? That'd be a modification, right? So wouldn't a modification and a custom build be two separate things? Yeah, one would be I just modded it a little bit, and custom is like I stripped that sucker down and I rebuilt it with like 18 or 17 different parts, and now it does this. I think when you get threads like that online, the difference becomes individual views on the definition of the word views. So, like, last weekend, a buddy of mine that was playing with us at CDA hit a pretty sweet modified T9. So he basically cut down the whole body so it looked like a little, like, James Bond pistol. Nice. <laughs> Wicked. Uh, I told him if he ever sells it, like, I totally want first dibs because it actually used to be my T9 and I traded to. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is Guardian is a buy-sell trade. <laughs> to sell it to him. Yeah, it looks cooler. I want it back. <laughs> you know what? I could probably make money off this. Sells it again. <laughs> they yeah. wants it back again. Damn it! You know me yep. too well. <laughs> like I have a I have a BT uh, that I picked up a few years back, and it was the uh, the MT or MP5 uh, package on it. Mm-hmm. So that was custom. They put it on afterwards and did a few things. I've stripped it right down to. I can either have a 10-round uh, tube on it or a hopper, and I have an electric hopper, a pretty good one there from uh, a speedball gun I took apart that was no longer working, but the hopper was still good, and I threw that sucker on there. I changed the barrel out, um, and I put a better E-trigger on it. So that, to me, is a custom build because I took one thing, and it's took it straight down to bare bones and then just added it and modified certain areas to build it towards what I like to run in that, in that type of gameplay. You kind of did it like a Frankenstein where you took parts from different markers to kind of make it... How did you know that's what I call it? <laughs> <laughs> I have a BT that I also call the Frankenstein, but it's a really ugly sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so do we want to settle on... So if it's a mod or modified or modded, then it's actually physically changed? From the base yes. model, not yes. without adding function. something on. Yeah, for function. We're changing it for function, not for looks. Okay. So oh, mod but, but is for using, function. But using that definition or description, wouldn't adding an apex barrel be a modification? Yes, but that's not for looks. That's for function. 
Yeah, so an mm-hmm. Apex Barrel would be a mod. So with the, the T9, just, though, getting stripped down to the little pistol, is that a modification? That, that would be a modification, because you're changing the actual, what it is. I, I think if you're changing the base marker, it's considered a mod. If you're adding something that can be bought over the over internet. the counter, over the internet, then it's a customization. You've that customized your marker, but if you've modified your marker, you've changed the shell, at least. You've done something to the base marker itself. Well, see, now, and that, that makes me want to say that customizing it is the look cool factor, and modding it is the actual, like, I've modified this to fire faster or to give me more accuracy. That See, now, now I'm swayed the other way. But no, I, I would have to say that if, you're at, if you change out the barrel, that's not a modification, that's a customization. You, See, you now, now I'm back on the other side. Okay, I, what, about, I, what if we throw in a third word just to screw with everybody? So what if modification up and customize are too similar? So let's add in the word upgrade. That's the word I would normally. I think use that's here. I think that's your your gray area. So you've got customize, upgrade, modify. Okay, so would customize be the look cool? Yes. Modded would be function, and what was the new word? Upgrade. Upgrade. I upgraded the internals to something stronger. Yeah. I upgraded the barrel to something more accurate. I upgraded the pistol grip to something more aerodynamic. Okay. So upgrade yeah, is both customize can be cosmetic. Upgrade would be your gray area. Uh, your single yeah. Your middle perfect. ground. And then modified is literally you've destroyed it and made something else. Yeah. Something usually better. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Physically <laughs> modifying it. Hopefully. We'll see how the not P90 works out. <laughs> the not P90. I ran it. And I, I liked it. I just wanted to use it. But that's my own. No, it, it's junk until I get my hands onto it. <laughs> yeah. It needs to be run over by a truck first, and then we'll know if it's legit or he not. He already has one of my TPXs, so I'm going to be the, the next one that gets produced. It's all mine. There I'm you go. Here. And suddenly Guardian disappears. <laughs> and Jester oh, has a new not oh. P90. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. How many acres of land did you say you own? <laughs> I have 45 right now. <laughs> don't jump there. You might land on a body. Yeah, that's yeah. a hole we don't want to go into. Yeah, you don't want to fall there. Okay. Now it's awkward. <laughs> nah. <laughs> We have to have at least one a show, right? Because that's Hooligan's trademark. It's true. What, the awkward silence? The only other and there thing that's slightly <laughs> off-topic that I was going to mention on this episode was uh, anyone that wants to check out my player page, you can see a really good example of why you always want to use PayPal when you're doing your buy-sell trade deals. That was <laughs> sketchy, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm getting a lot of hate from it where I posted it up like, like buyer beware kind of thing. Because they're like, uh, you're not posting the whole conversation. Like, what more do you need to know? In the picture, it shows that he blocked me. I can't send him a message. And before that, he said he was going to refund me. Why did he block me if he said he was going to refund me? Yeah, exactly. He has yeah. not refunded me. Yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll sell this to you for 140 bucks. You send him the payment. Um, can I get some more money? Can I have yeah. more money? You have money. No. Can I have some? <laughs> that's, that's basically what it is. You have money? Yeah. Oh, I want money. 
I've done that on eBay before, where I bought something from China, and he's like, uh, "We uh, we realized that we offered you free shipping, but now we're losing money on this item. Can you please send us more money?" No, no, <laughs> send yeah, me my product. Exactly. Or <laughs> well, you're getting a shitty review. <laughs> yeah, you want your one star? No, I didn't think so. Send yeah. me my product. <laughs> yeah, but then see, once they drop below ninety three percent, they shut their stores down and reopen under yeah. a different yeah. name. Yeah, pretty much. Especially when it's all online. You don't even have to change anything. You just open a new Facebook page. Yeah. So. Um, cool. Well, that was a fun little uh, discussion. Good time. So we're ready to start the show now that we've got the pre-show out? Yeah. yeah. Hit the record oh, wait, button. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're, we're recording this? I thought we were just like shooting back and forth before we start. No, we were uh, <laughs> we were recording. It's a good thing you didn't actually say what you wanted to say about Rap 4. Uh-huh. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> How much I love them. Yeah. Um, Helix, 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 Helix. We should probably mention the uh, this weekend's event as well. For anyone that still wanted to go, there's the charity game at Seabreeze. Uh, Cowboys vs. Banditos 3. Now, here, here's the kicker for that event, though. MSOB has pretty much filled all the Cowboy spots, leaving me it's no choice but to play on the Bandito side. And there's uh-huh. still room on the Bandito side. So if you want to kick MSOB's butt with me, there's still room on my team. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that because now nobody's going to sign up. <laughs> we're, we're, they're actually getting a refund request through PayPal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they want more money. Okay, you guys have already paid, but Nightmare's on a team by himself. So can you give us more money, please? <laughs> <laughs> it just becomes the Cowboys versus Nightmare. <laughs> uh, and now uh, everyone knows why you don't have a team patch because you signed yeah. up for the wrong team. <laughs> now we know. Yep. Uh, I think there is like 10 spots left for anyone that wants to go with uh, Pump and Pistol. Okay? And uh, yeah, if anyone needs an extra marker, I might have a rental available with the money going to the Diabetes Association. That's the charity of the day. So uh, send me a message if you need one. You can probably find you one. Now, the reason why I'm on the Bandito side is because for events like these through Keep Calm scenarios, their pre-registration fills up pretty fast. And this wants to. This is something I just want to talk about real quick, and it's prepaying for events. I highly recommend if you are planning on going to an event, pre-register, yep. because what you're doing is you're putting the money into their pocket already for them to put back into the game. Now, this isn't like the video game industry where you pre-order a game and the game's not going to change regardless of how many pre-orders there are. Yeah. Or, or as they baseball. don't release it for your console, like Mortal Kombat. True story. I but I'd agree and disagree with you. No, if it's but, a company that's proven that they're going to put on a good event, absolutely. But I've had ones that have been sketchy, and I've had to you know threaten to take legal action against them. Oh, well, that, that, that's, that's a kind of a different, <laughs> a different step. I would if if it's a reputable company. I'm saying right. Uh, sure. Because, of course, the more money they're going to get before game day starts, that gives them more money to go get props, get cooler Absolutely. things. Look at Keep Calm, man. Those uh, uh, claymores that they have, those must have cost English Dave a fortune. And I've got people um, on YouTube asking they're, me. Yeah, they're about 100 they bucks each. And how many does he have? He has enough to give, uh, what? They're, they're actually only like five bucks each. I have are, some. Are they only five bucks each? Yeah, you more than that. Oh, geez, they're, man. Well, still, just, like that's a prime a example. With people pre- uh, people prepaying, he may have oh, had enough money in the account to go. Hey, we should get these. Yeah, they, they have some awesome props. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. But for yeah. anyone that wants to make them, it's just a 
it's a panic alarm pull cord, and then you replace the pull cord with like fishing line, or they use a like a pulley keychain system, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it worked really well. We've made some for our fall event, and uh, but yeah, also for bringing in the appropriate amount of paint would be a big reason the pre-k. So I would yes, agree with that. yes, that too. Yeah. Uh, if you're planning to shoot, you know, two cases and you get there and you only get two bags, well, yeah. that's your own fault. Yep, for sure. So I want to end this on uh, a happy note. Because yes, happy. a happy note. I'm going to wish a happy birthday. Like a room without a roof. <laughs> uh, so it's a uh, cheesy paintballer. She's a uh, good friend of ours, friend of the show, fan of the show. She says she's a fan of the show. Uh, <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> right? So uh, it's her birthday. And... Uh, they say it's your birthday. <laughs> birthday ruined right there. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Jester. So, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's her birthday, and now it's completely, you know, immortalized the internet. Hundreds of random people on the internet will now know it's her birthday. Go find Cheesy Paintballer. Wish her happy birthday. Say Maritime Wilson Podcast sent you. Yep. That would be awesome if she gets, like, hundreds of comments on her page. <laughs> I would like oh, hundreds of comments on our page. Just saying. Yeah, that's being though. I'll take so. two. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. That's the show. Really? That was really really quick, even for this guy coming in late. I know, right? Can we that's talk about something else, man? So uh, we went for like half an hour before we got here. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Since uh, Nightmare was was late, we're not going to extend the show any longer for him. So he only gets a certain amount of airtime. So. Um, yeah. Hashtag do it got... for Nightmare. Do it for Nightmare. Let's get that going, people. <laughs> All right, before Hashtag... Nightmare starts spewing randomness again. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, guys, thanks for coming on again. Always a good time. Um, yeah. You can find Nightmare on Facebook, facebook.com slash nightmarepb. Uh, he's also on YouTube under Ooh, um, awesome. I Love Ponies. <laughs> and, uh, Let's get it right. Bronies. Sorry, bronies. I Love you. Bronies. Lol. So, no, you can find him on YouTube, Lol. Nightmare PB. He's got some half decent stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's not bad. Not bad at all. You can find Jester on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Jester's Tactical? Sports Center? Oh, it's the full thing. Okay. Or Jester's Tactical.com. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got your full website up. There you go, buddy. Or Twitter, Instagram. We are Jester's Tack. For someone that's like significantly older than the rest of us, you're way more into the social media. That's impressive. Yeah, and yeah. I'm better I'm, looking too. Like it's so weird. <laughs> I'm actually learning from him. How bad is that? <laughs> A little bit. And you can find us uh, if you just randomly stumbled across the podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Maritime Milson Podcast. So uh, thanks everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, until next week, cheers. There's no straight lines tight shooting. Ouch. Hashtag nightmare PB. Straight no, lines tight shooting. That hurts. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, totally but I totally forgot about you. Was it Facebook.com slash Guardian PB? MSOB? Uh, I don't actually know, to be honest. MSOB. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, so now he doesn't know. If there's any other teams out there looking for a player, um, I may be available. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we hurt Guardian's feelings anymore, we're going to sign off.